Welcome back to Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. I changed it up a little bit. <laughs> and I'm Chris Delisbo. Three off, huh? Yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't know if I was in the right place. Uh, I'm your amateur. And I'm your professional. And we're here to talk about some disc golf. Uh, I went and played disc golf this week a few times. Did yeah. you go play this week, Chris? Uh, I went to a field this week, which Ooh. is progress. That is good. That's throwing frisbees again. Uh, I meant to get up to a field for our competition, but we had a ton of rain. Uh, I think we only had like two sunny days. We got like an inch and a half of rain in two days. Which is a lot for where we, we Salt Lake Valley is a desert. Yeah. Those of you that, again, new to the show, we work, we live in Salt Lake City. It usually goes from snow to sun to snow to sun to snow to summer. Yeah. And it's very much a desert. It's been irrigated. It's beautiful. Salt Lake, I love Salt Lake City. Uh, but an inch and a half of rain in probably three or four days is a ton of yeah. rain. It's about as much as we can handle without floods. Mm-hmm. So, which is that perfect amount, but, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of rain. Um, so I meant to take this out to a field. Okay. Uh, I'm saying this, I'm holding the Raider, which, uh, if you listen to our last show, you know that we are giving a Raider away to the person who guessed prices, right? Rules without going over, uh, the farthest I could throw this disc and we do have a winner. We do. We'll announce that in just a sec though. Yeah. Um, cause you know, we, we got to keep some attention. Yes. Let's save it to the very end, and then I'll forget. <laughs> Fast forward now. Da, da, da. <laughs> I won't forget. I have it open. All right. Perfect. Reminder. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, but the winner is getting a Raider. Yeah. For, uh, courtesy of Chris Telesbo. Blue bar stamp. It's the Team Trilogy release. It's a Fusion Raider, silver stamp. Yeah. And honestly, this may become a collector thing, because this disc is hot right now. They, yeah. They're very sought after. The first runs and SEs went very quickly. Well, this isn't a first run. This is a Team Stamp. This It's just a bar stamp. It just says Raider. Um, they went on sale before the first runs, only access to Team Trilogy. So y- unless you were in the team, you could not get this disc. Team with trilogy. this stamp, Team Trilogy. Not like the team, but Team, but trilogy. team trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. And it's only been field thrown. It was just just used for demo. So it's pretty new. Yeah. It's in great shape. Yeah. It is, uh, it, it'll fly like it's brand new. Um, but let me review, let me give you my feeling okay. on the Raider. We're going to recap real quick what Chris said. He wasn't sure if it was going to fly farther than his Ballista Pro. The jury is back. It does not. It does not. By, by how much? Um, it's It definitely goes farther than my enforcers, but it's just not as fast as the Ballista Pro. Okay. So I would personally, in Utah, put it kind of right between a Ballista Pro and an enforcer. Not quite as fast as a Ballista Pro, not quite as overstable and short as an enforcer. What's your, what, do you, would, what would you estimate would be your distance drop on a Raider versus a Ballista Pro? For like max distance max shots, distance. I could probably do Ballista Pro right now like 525. I could probably get a Raider 500. And okay, so an not... Enforcer's just under 500. Yeah. And um, Chris throws far. <laughs> Chris throws really, really, really far. That's like a pretty honest 500. That's not yeah. times two minus 100, 500. Yeah, no, I, and I've seen it. And um, <laughs> In fact, even if you listen to uh, a recent episode of Disc Golf Answer Man, they talk about Chris's <laughs> review of the Ballista. And they all say... Robert's Chris, review was Chris throws far. Yeah. Thanks, which is, Robert. Which is that was flattering. Pretty flattering, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's legitimately true. Um, but but they're, that they're, doesn't mean that this disc is going to not fly as far for you. And I would say, unless you have a massive arm where you're throwing out there that far, you will probably get the Raider farther than the Ballista Pro. I personally did get the Raider farther than the Ballista Pro. I'm not going to tell you how far yet because I don't want anybody, you know. People are still fast forward. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but when I threw the Ballista Pro, it just went right into the ground. It would go up and then just left. And yeah. I, I don't even think I could get that thing 200 feet. I'm trying to remember. I haven't I thrown it since we were demoing them, since I was demoing them. I don't remember. <coughs> the bl- the Ballista is definitely faster. Incredibly fast. The Raider might have, it definitely has more finish. It might have more overall overstability as well. Maybe. The Ballista Pro is just faster. Yeah, it's flat and it's fast. That's the bigger difference. This one seems to glide. And the Raider, I could get out there. Um, I don't throw understable discs. I don't carry, I don't bag understable discs. My my drivers of choice are my turn. I'm liking the Pharaoh from um, Infinite Infinite a lot. Uh, I've been liking my Captains a lot. And then I throw my Mavericks and getaways so uh all to the understable side of stability some quite a bit um but i do like to bag one overstable driver for utility shots for me and so for that it's like i need it to go 200 something feet and then die left you know when i've got just a a quick dog like around Mm -hmm. so for me they're utility disc it's not a max distance disc at all Mm -hmm. um they're utility disc and the raider will might become my utility disc of choice. It feels so good. Yeah, it does. I was carrying bosses for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I just lost enough of my bosses that I don't have anymore <laughs> in my bag. Uh, so you just me. ran out? <laughs> yes, I ran out of bosses. Um, but I feel like I have better control over the more consistency with the Raider being an overstable disc. Try to take this back a little bit. For me, someone with a slow arm that does not throw very far is around 300 feet max distance in that range, you know, mm-hmm. 280 to 320 max distance, um, which is, I think, a lot of players that are in the, the novice to entry. No, I, th- I Again, think 300 is the first threshold. Pro-am disc yeah, golf. This is, this is for that. Uh, the Raider, I can get a flight out of this. I feel like I can consistently get it to where I want it to go. Whereas the boss, the villain, the trying to think of some other ones that I've thrown that are overstable that I bagged. Um, the Ballista Pro was just awful for me. Um, even you had a destroyer for a minute. I did. I did have a destroyer for a minute, and I liked the destroyer, but it was but it was DX and it it was literally a minute. <laughs> well, that one broke in so fast. Yeah. Uh, but then I got I have a couple star ones that okay. I have in my practice bag. Okay. Um, one I picked up just to support a course because it was had their core stamp on it. Nice. Uh, the other one I, I bought intentionally. Um, and because those were – thanks for actually remembering because that's just going to remember. It. That was the one that I was liking the best is that kind of utility shot. But it was nowhere near as consistent for me as the Raiders been. Nice. And so if you want something that is going to do that kind of shot for you, just something that's going to be overstable and going to be more consistent for a slower arm – I personally haven't thrown anything better than the Raider. Nice. That's not to say there isn't anything out there. Yeah. I, I've thrown a fraction of the discs that are manufactured, and mm-hmm. it seems like there's so many coming out this year. Always. But uh, the Raider is, for me, as consistent as a high-speed dri- high overstable driver as I've ever found. Sweet. So, um, But I feel like I should announce my max distance <laughs> on this thing. And uh, wait, how many people... Uh, we probably had 30 comments. Two, four, six, eight. Farther than Uncle Rico. <laughs> Over that mountain. I wish. <laughs> who was that? Further than Uncle Rico could throw that pigskin. Uh, who said that? Uh, 34 comments. No, but who said that? I know. Sorry. I'm, oh. I'm trying to do too many things. I know. Sorry, Chris. Uh, Brian Heller. 
Brian. Brian, sh- that's brilliant. You should win just based on that. Uh, Too bad those weren't the rules. I know. Um, <laughs> but we should do funniest comment wins, and I'll be the judge. And we can just send some gift, like something else. So oh. I, I did not take the Raider out to a field like I thought I would be able to. It just wasn't something in the cards. So I took it just to, when I was playing at one of our local courses, and anytime it was an open enough fairway for me to throw it and feel like I could really throw it out there and not worry about trying to aim for a basket or anything, mm-hmm. I would throw it and I'd measure it with my rangefinder. And uh, my max distance that I got out of probably 10 throws, okay. with it maybe 8 to 10 throws, um, was 252 feet. Yeah, so those of you who said it is a little more stable than I let on, you're totally right. It is. You just have to remember that, one, I don't have awesome form, and two, I throw kind of hard. Yes. So Chris has a really fast arm. Good call out. Way to look out for each other. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So um, who won? Uh, Mike. We're good at names. Uh, <laughs> Swella. S-W-E-H-L-A. Yep. Uh, I already said Mike Swela. 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 Maybe I can be right twice in a row. Let me see. Is, maybe that's a nickname. Swella. <laughs> Uh, his Instagram profile pic is him with a cute dog. Uh, so good job, Mike. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, believing in me. No one, I, I'm, I'm always flattered that people think I'm gonna, gonna throw farther than I do, but, um, my understable discs go further. People guess my overstable discs up up to 351. That would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. That unsweet. I don't think I've ever thrown. Oh, sorry. Up to 356. Wow. There's so much credit. Wow. Um, why doesn't anybody just do the one foot? You know, because it is Price is Right rules. Did somebody do that? No. Oh, geez. That's, I do that every time. <laughs> and if somebody's taking one, I say two. There you go. And I just always. 2.5. Yeah. Um, but, Mike, you're getting a Raider, courtesy of Crystal Lesbo. So write in. Uh, Email programdiscoff at gmail.com your mailing address, and I will get it in the mail pretty soon. Probably the day after I get your email. Yeah. As long as I see everybody else. remember. Yeah. Everybody else seems to get them pretty quick. Yeah. Sorry, so, Dave or Dean or somebody I sent one to recently. It took a while. Uh, all right. But we're cool. We squared up. Well, good. Um, but so I guess for me, the Raider is a good disc. I'm not going to rush out and buy one right now because they are flying off the shelves and mm-hmm. I just don't care to fight that crowd. Um, but stock run, I've seen pictures of. They're probably coming in the next week or two. I think I got an email from Infinite that they're com- they're available there on Friday. Is it this Friday? Uh, which is the, as of recording, that'll be the 19th of April. Okay. So. Um, I was thinking it was one more week. But maybe I, maybe I read that wrong. Um, I, I could have as well. But also Infinite might get stuff earlier because they do so much volume. Could be. But um, yeah, I like this disc. I will likely bag this as my utility overstable driver. Nice. Uh, again, because it's, it's super consistent for me. Uh-huh. So I can't imagine that it's inconsistent for it's not. more advanced players. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, so my take on it for the in the bag stuff, I think it's going to kick out enforcers for my elevation golf, like here in Utah. A lot of people touring are throwing it at sea level. Um, it's definitely less stable. Everything is. So I don't know if it will remain in the place of enforcers when I travel, but I don't take ballista pros with me when I travel either. So here it's probably going to be B Pro Raider, and traveling maybe Raider Enforcer. Yeah, we'll fair see. enough. That's my guess. Fair enough. Goes far, not Ballista Pro far. For Chris, that feels amazing. I would guess for most uh, 
advanced to open players and I'm, I'm talking like local open guys that are going to take mm-hmm. maybe 50, 60 bucks in a season home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will probably fly farther for you than your ballista pro, unless you've just got a fast, massive arm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're your Eagles, your, your people like that, or your Telesbos, right. uh, probably not. But I would think for most players, especially because it's so much more forgiving, I think, than the Ballista Pro. It's it's definitely less finicky than a Ballista Pro. Yeah. Ballista Pro is, I'll say, my favorite high-speed driver. And, like, I love it. They go so far, but if you miss angles a little bit, it will tell you. Yeah. The Raider will be like, oh, that's cute. I got you. Yeah. It's way more forgiving. Yeah. What do you... Did they tell you the speed on this? I didn't ever see the numbers. I don't really care, but I'm so just curious. I, I think it's a speed 13. And the B Pro is a 13 too, right? The B Pro is a 13, right? Yeah, I still don't. I get so confused because it says it's a speed 13 rim, but nobody thinks it feels like it is. Yeah. But the tech sheet says it is. Whatever. It's it's, it's a fast disc. It's fast and it's uh, a little bit overstable. But it does not feel like a high-speed disc in my hand. It's it comfortable. Yeah. It's it feels really, really comfortable in my hand. Like I said, it, the rim feels like a turn. To me, okay. not a turn. Yes, a turn. I um, I've thrown like two turns in my I life. Know. I like my turn. Uh, I've thrown a turn very far. I bet you would. Well, it's it feels a lot like this, honestly, to me. So, um, well, check out the Raider. Yeah, check out the Raider. I threw something new this week. Yeah. And uh, as we get new discs, we'll keep talking about them, and we like that. If you want us to talk about something, email us proamdiscgolf at gmail Give us some topics. But we're gonna go back to. Um, something that we teased last week. Chris and I went to the movies. Ah, but I feel like we should even go back a little bit further because you uh, encouraged me to see a movie that I was out of the country for when it was released and didn't get to see or didn't make the time to see it because I also didn't want to see it. And in have French. you now seen it? <laughs> um, because you didn't speak French? Yeah. Have you now seen it? I have. I've seen it twice, actually. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel, which... Uh, is funny enough because there should be two movies in theaters right now called Captain Marvel, but we'll get there. Um, That's part two of part two. Yeah. Uh, I liked Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, I didn't quite know what to think of it because there was so much, I don't know how aware you were of this, but there was so much uh, trolling, I guess you could say of this movie. Like it got review bombed by um, just, even before it was released, apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, it had gotten like a very, very low score on Is it still? for users. Yeah, it's like 70-something percent with critics and I think like 58% with the audience. Whoa. But that's an artificial number because it was like people gave it very, very low reviews before it even came out for... Um, I wonder why. Likely sexist reasons, but I don't really mm, know. 7.2. Yeah. Uh, I I liked it quite a bit. I think it's a really fun movie. And um, I'm, I've got a wife, I've got kids, uh, I have a daughter. And so I'm, I try to be sensitive to the, the um, feminist messages, I guess, in mm-hmm. certain media. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the lead up to this, I thought, ugh, I just, I don't like it when things get cloying either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, I don't need anything to hit me over the head with, you know, anything really. And I thought that the, uh, this movie is way more fun than the marketing strategy led me to believe it would be. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a Marvel movie. You knew it'd be fun, but, um, the character is quite funny 
she's written with a big sense of humor and and the interaction with samuel jackson is oh fantastic very good yeah uh i i really liked it what did you think i liked it i didn't love it it's kind of i'm re- i'm scrolling through the imdb right reviews right now and every single one is one star this is horrible this is awful why is this the worst movie ever a disgrace truly disappointing yeah which is not etc at all true in my literally opinion. every every review is one yeah that's that's like a bot or something no, I, um, I I imagine they probably did make some bots <laughs> to do that. No, I enjoyed it. It was very predictable, a little bit confusing, jump around, some stuff I didn't quite follow. But it's, it was yeah, amusing. There's some non-linear narrative going on with yeah, it. Yeah, and like the Tesseract being there. and Don't spoil stuff, Chris. Everything's a spoiler. <laughs> it's been out for a month. That's true, I guess. It's just, it's, it was good. I'm not going to jump over the hills for it. Okay. But I'm glad I saw it, and I enjoyed it. Uh as far as Marvel movies for you, middle of the pack, bottom yeah. of the pack, middle, middle of the pack. Okay. Yeah. Too predictable, too classic superhero tale. She's broken strong, which I know she needs to be, but it's just from like 10, 15 minutes in, I knew the rest of the movie. Like nothing really surprised me and that's okay. Really? Cause I, I yeah, I didn't, I, there, there were a couple of twists that I was like, Oh, okay. I like that. Like what? Uh, like who um, Annette Benning is, who her character is, and her origin. Okay. Did that? Did you predict that already? Not. I mean, not exactly, but somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that does take me out of a movie when that happens. I do you remember uh, what lies beneath with Harrison Ford? Oh God! It's yeah, from I've like two thousand it. two or something yeah, like that. Um, I remember. That that came out when I was a missionary, and you don't see movies when you're a missionary for my church. Um, so when I got home, everybody was saying, oh, my gosh, you got to see this movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So I was watching it uh, with my girlfriend at the time. We were just watching it on – it might have even been VHS, but it was probably DVD. Uh, About that time. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Netflix and chill. Um, and uh, we were like three minutes into the movie, and I said – Oh, he, that's the, that's the, what's going on. Yep. And she's like, how, how do you know that? I was like, well, it's just, it was pretty obvious to me. Uh-huh. Apparently everybody else liked the movie and didn't get suckered in, but it, I didn't really enjoy the movie from yeah. that point on. And, and so. that's why I say it's kind of like classic tale. I kind of knew what was going to happen. I kind of knew who was where and, but it was still fun to watch like middle of middle of marble for me. Okay. I would, uh. I mean, it's better than like the original Hulks. <laughs> so yeah. have we, we've, I think we've talked about. So those. is AVP Requiem. No, no, it's not that bad. I haven't seen Hulk, that Hulk. one. Never, ever, ever watch it. And as you know, I love Predator. I love Alien. But I've never seen I that. I love one. Predator, and AVP Requiem is a waste of an hour and a half. <laughs> that's that's all I've ever heard. That's my um, review. Uh, for me, Captain Marvel. Um, Bodie on the Bodie scale, I would say Captain Marvel is a plus two Ooh. on the Bodie scale. Okay. Uh, and where it really gets points is um, plot-wise and things and, like, just storytelling, it's, it's, it's right on. It's exactly what you would hope it would be. It's a fun um, superhero movie. It carries the narrative. That's part of that whole Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. Uh, but where it really gets points is I liked her character way more than I thought that I would. And I liked Brie Olsen in the role way more than I thought that I would. Okay. Um, I thought she was genuinely funny in times. Um, I liked the character's kind of vulnerability 
that she would have. And I thought that uh, her uh, development, I guess, that her, her, her journey, I enjoyed. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I listened to the Adam Carolla show just about every day, that podcast. Uh, we'll give them a plug. It's like the most downloaded podcast in history, but why not? Um, but he's been taught, he went and saw this and was just complaining about how, uh, his complaints about the movie. He did not like it as much, but he was saying things like it's this trope in movies where somebody hops in a plane. Can you fly this? I don't know. And then they're flying it like they've never flown it before. Uh, I get that, but that it made sense in this movie. She was a test pilot testing these exact jets. So, in her muscle memory, she knew that she just had some amnesia that she didn't know. So that makes sense to me. Little things like that that I thought held up more than I've heard other people complain <laughs> about. So uh, plus two on okay. the body scale for me. Uh, I would say it's middle of the pack for a Marvel movie for me. Um, better than like Thor The Dark World, which is okay. probably the second worst yeah, of the Marvel movies. far down there. Um, I'd put this similar, like as far as my enjoyment uh, right around like maybe uh, Age of Ultron, like Avengers two. Okay, somewhere in that area. That's it's good. That's it holds up. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I don't know. Maybe that actually I would put that one at the in the lower third of the Marvel movies. But but that's that's about right. Yeah, like it's it 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 does. And I thought that it did a good job of connecting, being connective tissue, to to what's coming. You know, I'm just so stoked for Avengers Endgame. But yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm worried it's gonna be terrible. I mean, the bar is so high, ima- unimaginably high. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, you hype it up so much, it's so hard to live up to. Yeah, and it's so many pieces coming together. But if any studio can do it, it's this one. They've had one producer overseeing the entire thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is really what's the amazing thing about that. There. Kevin Feige should get a special Oscar for sure. Because for your own category, congratulations. Well, like, he should get that Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever they have already, even though he's maybe in his 40s. Yeah. That's, you know. I mean, how, how successful has he been? Yeah, it's amazing. Incredible. I, I don't know that there's, I don't know. He's got to be one of the most, as far as do, like box office dollars, one of the highest producers ever. But that whole thing has been overseen by him. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's a feat. I. Yeah. I was recently looking at Rotten Tomatoes and I looked at like all the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it had all the TV shows in it too. Um, there are only two things according to Rotten Tomatoes that are rotten and they're both TV shows that were executive produced show run by the same guy. <laughs> Exemption. <laughs> yeah. And so I, th- I, I blame that on him and I think he had a Coke problem. Um, I don't know. That's just my, my assessment of it. Is it from the 80s, 90s? No, no, no. No, oh, all from the okay, current okay. ones. It's uh, Iron Fist on Netflix, which season one was not good. But Terrible. I'm, yeah. Just no. I, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did, but not good. The second season I actually liked. I would have uh, hated it less if some of the other ones weren't so good. <laughs> like Daredevil. And yet, yeah, I like Luke Cage too. I like Luke them all. Cage was okay. Punisher was okay. I liked like, all those shows. Yeah, uh, but Iron Fist. Iron Fist was definitely the the weakest. And then Inhumans, which I might be the only person that watched the entire run of that show. Yeah, I did not. It was awful. It was awful from the first episode. <laughs> but I just thought, like, I knew there were only like seven or eight of them or eleven or whatever. It. It's like, all right, I am gonna I'm oh, gonna slog man. through this, and it was a slog. I hated that show. <laughs> uh, it was so bad, and there was. 
things that could have been good, but it was so, so bad. Oh. If anyone else here that's listening to the show watched Inhumans, write in and let me know. I'm very curious if there's anybody else that's watched the entire Crickets. run of Inhumans. Uh, Maybe somebody. Yeah. I feel. I honestly feel bad for the actors in that show because I don't think it was their fault. Hmm. I think they had a coke head at the helm <laughs> and just ruined it. It was awful. Oh, that's a bummer. Ugh. Um, all right. Anywho. So that's Captain Marvel. Uh, I would say plus two on the body scale. I'm going to say zero leaning left. Leaning negative. Yep. So maybe like a negative 0. 0.5 yeah, or something? Yeah, can I do fractions? Sure. Negative 0.5. Okay. So you didn't like it. You wouldn't recommend that people. It, like, it, it's fun to watch, but I had to shut off the brain. I had okay. to stop analyzing. I had to stop critiquing, and I just had to watch it, and it was fun. Because, like I said, it's, for me, too predictable, too stereotypical. Like, some of the jokes were great. I laughed a few times, mm-hmm. but I was expecting more. Fair enough. So, just under zero. And I, I guess I went in with very low expectations. Yeah. So, hey, for a Marvel movie. That's half of the game. Yeah. Uh, I also was interested to see what they were going to do with the Cree, because I'm enough of a nerd to know, like, the to story. have followed like all through the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, and I know that it's different enough from the other stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, these guys are bad in everything else that they're in. They're really bad in Agents of Shield, which I watch. How are they going to do that?" And that's I was like, "Oh, okay, happen. that's how they oh, did it. That's going to happen." Yeah. So I liked that. Uh, we saw another movie, Captain Marvel, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we saw the original Captain Marvel, or now as he's known, Shazam. Uh, we saw that after the last time we recorded. And say my name. Um, that was, I guess, two weeks ago that we recorded yeah, last. two weeks ago today. Uh, and uh, what are your thoughts of Shazam, Chris? It was funnier than I expected. Um, I had lower expectations for Shazam than I did Captain Marvel, and I enjoyed Shazam more than Captain Marvel. So maybe it is just an expectations game for me, but it was fun. It was maybe a little long, maybe a little drawn out, but I definitely got a kick out of some of the humor in it. Yeah. That's I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. I loved Shazam. I thought it was incredibly fun. Um I thought Zach Levi did an incredible job playing a fourteen year old boy. <laughs> I agree. Uh and I I remember when he was cast, I thought like, eh. But when I saw the first trailer so then I was like oh yeah this is this is perfect um I had really high expectations actually for Shazam it looked great to me mm-hmm. from the from the marketing stuff and I still loved it nice. so I I was really pleased with it on the Bodhi scale I would give Shazam a plus four Ooh. I thought it was great so I remember again the Bodhi scale is my scale of rating movies and it's based on what a movie should be so Shazam's a superhero movie it's a DC movie but it's a superhero movie it's a it's a you know popcorn blockbuster movie uh, and if it does what it's supposed to do and it entertains and it's what it is, then it's even on the Bodhi scale. If it exceeds that, it gets positive points up to five. And if it falls short, falls short, thank you. I was going to say unexceeds, but falls short is way better. <laughs> uh, it goes down to negative five. So it's a, it's a scale. And uh, I would give it a plus four. I thought it was incredibly fun. It's one of the more fun... Uh, <laughs> I remember when superhero movies were so rare. I remember when the first Batman came out in 89. Oh, man. Uh, I, and I was in line to see that for opening day. Uh, I was Uh-oh. seven, eight years old <laughs> and uh, blew me away. 
Yeah. And it was amazing. And we had to wait two or three years for Batman Returns to come out. Like superhero movies did not come out in any sort of like regular rate. And things that did come out that were superhero-ish were like Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> which even in an ironic sense is awful. It's an awful movie. You should watch it. Uh, or don't. Or awful. Don't. Have you ever seen that? No. It's, it's, don't, <laughs> don't plan to. Uh, you really should. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's awful. It's so bad. Uh, uh, but now we're getting superhero movies, six, seven, eight of them a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, I felt like Shazam really did a great job of not... Uh, of not just being another superhero movie, of of doing something original and fun. The uh, it surprised me in a way. I was surprised by the. Uh, I'm not terribly familiar with that character's backstory. It's kind of convoluted and complicated. Um, and it was just never a character that I really read. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wasn't familiar with who the villain was going to be. Wasn't familiar with the motivations of like the seven deadly sins. Uh, they were way more frightening than I expected them to be as far as their d- creature design. I wasn't scared. I'm an adult. I was a little bummed I could only pick out three of them. Like, if I look at the line, I'm like, yes, I know Gluttony, I know Envy, and I know... As far as, like, knowing what they were yeah, or yeah. recognizing them as the characters. As the characters they are in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, any anything where people animate the seven sins, I want to look at them and be able to tell who's who. I... Th- uh, yeah, I didn't pay enough attention to that, but they were pretty interchangeable to me as far as well, what was going they, on. They all look the same. Yeah, I mean, towards the, in the third act, they all start to do individual things. But even then, they all behave the same. Yeah, like yeah, Gluttony's trying to eat someone, so is everybody. Well, and the the only thing that I, the only reason I mentioned how like kind of frightening looking they were is um, I can't show this one to my kids no. yet. I will have to skip through parts because they will be terrified of that. They will yeah. have nightmares by just seeing those monsters. Pause, Everything else they love. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll do what I do with like Star Wars movies, which is we'll watch parts. We'll skip through. There you go. <laughs> and then we'll watch parts of this movie. Um, but I really like Shazam. I thought it was really, really, really fun. Um, the end surprised me. They did something that should have been super cheesy and was, yeah. but was also but it fit. enjoyable. Yeah, and it, and it really did fit. Um, one, my, my biggest knock against the movie, or the thing that bothered me the most in this movie, was um, at one point you have an adult, you have several adults uh, taking on the characteristics of children. Um, one of them, which was the most precocious child, the adult playing the most precocious child was a little too sick, saccharine. Just a little too much to me. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know that I could have done it any better. I certainly couldn't have. I'm not an actor. But like, <laughs> it's, that's a that would be the only order. thing that I didn't like. What, what was that? I just didn't love that performance. That, and that's a very small part of that movie. Yes. Like, Otherwise, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Um, I really, really did. I thought all the actors were great. They were well written. The, the, the kind of plot of the movie is that he's a, a kid who was... Uh, foster kid who mm-hmm. lost his mom is trying to find his mom and becomes the champion of Shazam and has all these superpowers when he says the word he can turn from a kid to a superhero um, and like I, th- I don't know I just thought it was a neat thing like kind of the foster family and everything else I, yeah. I liked it I liked it too I'm not going to go to plus four but 
either I don't understand the scale right or I just didn't enjoy it as much as you. I, yeah. was, I was thinking like a strong plus two. Okay. Well, see, I, I, I didn't like it as much as I like Captain Marvel, but I did like Captain Marvel. So uh, it just surprised me and it pleased me. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, it way more than I thought I would have. So that's where it gets so high on that for me. I, I want to know why they left an empty seat at the end. I don't even know that okay. I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't want to say too much. Oh, no. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me. Because now I want to know. Well, the, Spoilers. It, Skip through the next, like, you know what? Just, uh, we've already announced the winner. We're just about to wrap up the show. If you don't want to <laughs> hear about Shazam, just tune in next week. <laughs> um, okay, good pause. Um, in the Shazam little cave realm where, they're, where they start, uh-huh. there's Shazam's chair plus six. Uh-huh. And at the end, there are six of the, or five of them. Six of them. How many siblings does he have? Oh, or yeah. There's five. not seven. Yeah. So they left an empty. Yeah. I don't know who that is either. Like, I'm sure it's somebody that they have just added another foster kid to the family and filled it with the seven? So I'm all, sure it's something that's play. like another character that's significant in the story or something. See, I want to oh, know. Oh, you know, it is. I actually do remember. <laughs> I do know this. I was hoping you um, <laughs> There. So Shazam wasn't always a DC character. It was a Charleston Comics character. That was created after Superman is the first comic book uh, superhero ever created. When Superman came out, mm-hmm. all the other comic books started making superheroes because Superman was selling really, really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, DC, what became DC National Comics, became DC Comics. Um, started uh, they, they even started trying to make more Superman. That's why you get all the other superheroes: Green Lantern and Batman and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charleston Comics was another company that was making comics and wanted to get on this. They created Captain Marvel, who is Shazam, but they called him Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had the Marvel family, which were his sidekicks and other people. There was also an Uncle Marvel, who was okay. an old, uh, kind of just an old, like, he wasn't a wino, but just like a bumbling old man. Okay. Like their, their nice uncle who didn't actually have the superpowers but thought that he did and so made his own costume and so he was the other one. I don't know if they'll introduce that character in okay. another movie or or what. I mean they'll definitely make a sequel. This movie's been incredibly successful. Yeah. Uh, and it was made on a pretty low budget for a superhero movie. They like, did they did well then. Yeah, most right. movie most superhero movies now are in the 200 million range. I think Captain Marvel was like 170. Uh Avengers Endgame or not Endgame, I don't know how much that one is, but uh, Infinity War was, I think, like three or four hundred million dollars. Oh, Captain Marvel, I think, was 90 million. Oh, so good job. Yeah. I mean, you make half of what Captain Marvel makes and you've made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, really impressive. And I think that's good. Like kind of scale back and make smaller stories that are a little bit better. Um, But that's. That that is the missing character. Oh, but anyway, uh, so DC or National Comics, which became DC Comics, I believe that's the name. National Comics sued Charleston Comics for copyright infringement because, uh, as you'll notice when you watch Shazam, it's basically an identical power set to Superman. <laughs> he's just strong and can do lots of stuff, and it's pretty close. He's basically Superman. Uh, so they sued them as for copyright infringement for Superman. Uh, and then they had to mothball that character for decades. And then in the late 70s, National Comics, or DC Comics now, licensed that character from Charleston Comics. 
and started to reintroduce the Marvel characters, Captain Marvel, gotcha. Shazam characters back into the DC universe. And then eventually they just bought out Charleston Comics and now they own it. Okay. So that's why it kind of shoehorns into the whole universe a little okay. bit. Okay. That's way more information than anybody needs to know. <laughs> Somebody's probably curious. I was. So, yeah. I can. I should start it. I I thought it would be kind of funny to do a show called Rabbit Hole, which is just falling down a Wikipedia rabbit hole and just talking about all the the crazy things. When when uh, I found out that Billy Corgan owned a uh, professional wrestling promotion from Smashing Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins is a massive what? professional wrestling fan. What? <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia, man. I know. The things you learn. Yeah, it's it's the best. Um, well, uh, spoilers over. Yep. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning into the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following us and uh, supporting our show and Keep trying to out. win stuff that we give away. We've got lots more to give away, so we will be giving away more stuff. Um, follow us on social media, Instagram at ProAmDiscGolf, ProAmDiscGolf at gmail.com for emails, and Facebook.com slash ProAmDiscGolf. Yep. And uh, until next week, keep throwing plastic. Cheers. <laughs>